Here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. We had a lot of interviews today, and as I complained to Jake, I'm like, all these interviews are meaning I can't get to all my real news, <laughs> but they're good interviews. They're good to have on, and I appreciate everybody from Rick Scott to Keith Leonard to uh, uh, Bruce Woody and the mayor, of course, joining us this morning. So we had a really good conversation. 437-1620 is my phone number. The, um, the Gannett response lawsuit to the county's lawsuit at the behest of Commissioner Jeff Bergash to um, stop it, stop it, stop it, bring it back, give me my stuff back. Um, I think that's the fairly accurate legal summary of what he's wanting. Um, <laughs> so Gannett has filed a response suit, and um, it's it's pretty compelling. I'm going to walk you through it a little bit here because it's interesting. Um, the What the county, this is the intro, this is just, you know, this is just oratory, right? What the county asked this court to do is unconstitutional, unprecedented, and flatly unlawful under binding United States Supreme Court precedent. The two-count complaint is an attempt to make an end run around the First Amendment protections afforded PNJ by seeking, one, to claw back copies of records, including public records, the PNJ lawfully obtained, and two, procure an unconstitutional prior restraint gagging future news reporting on the contents of the records. Such bald government overreach must be stopped now. PNJ also is entitled to an award of its attorney's fees and costs, which are mandatory whenever, like here, a meritless lawsuit violates the anti-slap law. And having read the the response, I, yeah, I mean, if I'm on a jury, I vote for them. Um, a slap law, by the way, is a strategic um, uh, legal, oh God, what does the acronym stand for? All of a sudden, it's a strategic lawsuit against public participation. It's a lawsuit the government engages in to stop critics of the government from criticizing the government, which, you know, the First Amendment kind of talks about that like that's not supposed to happen right the government is not supposed to suppress speech if anything government's supposed to foster and encourage speech especially speech critical of the government but um so and the interesting thing about anti-slap law which we have here in florida is you can recover uh, attorney's fees and i think you can get punitive and there's one of them i forget there's two different laws that might be relevant here but one of them allows you to even recover from like if the government you know, in this case, Allison Rogers is the county attorney, even though I think she didn't sign the lawsuit. I think it was one of her subordinates that signed the lawsuit. So that's weird. Um, but I, there's one of these laws that allows like a punitive damage award against the lawyer, like the lawyer for the county could personally be liable for if they lose the uh, anti-slap lawsuit because it's designed to discourage bad legal practice. Okay. So the one thing um, they made the claim about is they said, look, multiple copies of these texts exist somewhere on the order of five, six, seven, something like that between all of the different entities, you know, legal and otherwise that have access to them. Yet the county now attempts to claw back select copies of the text messages to which it claims the defendants are in, I'm reading from the lawsuit, are in unauthorized possession based on its allegation that the text messages were wrongfully appropriated and conveyed to the defendants apparently by some unnamed mystery person. Now, one thing about this, you know, Commissioner Bragash keeps talking about them as being stolen, and they may may have been, but I don't think we know how they got into the hands of the PNJ and Jonathan Owens and, you know, from there and in other ways, maybe other entities. It's logically, okay, logically it's possible that Jeff Bragash put them out there. Logically, it's possible that one of his subordinates put it out there. Logically, it's possible that somebody in the IT department put it out there. I suppose logically it could be anybody else. Who knows? I'm, it, but the allegation that it's it, they were stolen I mean, it seems likely. 
but I don't think we've you know ascertained that for sure. So just you know keep that in mind when all this conversation is going on. Uh, seven, paragraph seven. In its two-count complaint for replevin and conversion, the county asks this court to enter into an order directing the defendants to relinquish possession of all electronic data files and the physical storage devices containing the text messages. To add insult to injury, the county demands this court enter an injunction prohibiting the defendants from further copying, publishing, or otherwise disseminating the text messages. In short, under the guise of personal property claims typically used to repossess cars, <laughs> replevin and conversion have to do with physical, tangible property, the county asks this court to violate the state and federal constitutions. The county's motives are obvious. It seeks sweeping, unlawful, injunctive relief that would essentially prevent further reporting on the text messages and invade PNJ's news-gathering materials. This is the classic hallmark of a slap suit, that is, a strategic lawsuit against public participation, wherein a plaintiff, often a newsworthy and powerful individual or entity, uses litigation to intimidate and silence public discussion about them. Meaning, the county has admitted it's engaging in slap in its complaint. The county admits, this is, I'm reading from the lawsuit, the county admits PNJ has published at least one news article concerning the text messages as they relate to the ongoing legal battle involving Dr. Edler, the county, and Commissioner Bergash. And since the file, and they've also now done the one with the, uh, uh, the possible sunshine violation. Now the county seeks to enjoin PNJ from future publishing or otherwise disseminating the text messages. In other words, it is clear that the county seeks to silence free speech in connection with public issues under the anti-slap law. Further, this lawsuit itself is in direct response to PNJ's exercise of its First Amendment rights to report on a public official and public business. In sum, PNJ did nothing more than incorporate information made public through an anonymous source into a newsworthy story about the county and Commissioner Bragash, a government official. PNJ took no part in any purported unlawful acquisition of the text messages, and its subsequent possession of or and use of the text messages is protected by the First Amendment. The First Amendment requires this complaint be dismissed with prejudice. And they go through a long analysis of why even illegally gotten materials can still be published uh, and how prior restraint, which is what they're seeking to do here to prevent further publication, has almost never been upheld by the courts, how replevin doesn't make any sense because it's information, not tangible property. Um, in, in fact, the county already has, reading from the lawsuit, the communication information it ostensibly seeks to recover here, as it already has given copies to federal magistrate. No one has taken a car or a boat or antique furniture belonging to the county. Replevin actions cannot be used to capture words and put the proverbial cat back into a box. Simply put, the replevin claims fail as a matter of law. Conversion. The deprivation of the use of a piece of property for uh, profit. How on earth does that even apply? They say this case is about speech a government entity disfavors. The county's complaint is a fatally flawed attempt to hide information and shut down reporting on matters of public concern. This case is thus ripe for resolution under Florida's anti-slap statute. PNJ has been forced to respond to these meritless claims at considerable expense. This heavy-handed government action is exactly why Florida's anti-slap law exists. Dismissal of the complaint with prejudice along with an award of attorney's fees and costs is warranted. Wherefore, for all the above reasons, defendant Gannett MHC Media Inc. respectfully requests that this court dismiss the complaint against it in its entirety with prejudice and awarded attorney's fees and costs pursuant to, and it names the section of Florida statute. Your chance to respond, county. So the county is engaged in a lawsuit at cost of the taxpayer, at least of time, if not money, which is, I think, very clearly an anti-slap suit against the PNJ, against Jonathan Owens, a political opponent of Jeff Bergash's, uh, who he's now asked for legal re representation from the county, which is kind of going to be an interesting one, uh, because as an employee, formerly, 
And then Alex Arduini. I'll get to him in just a second, uh, but Jake's got traffic on the fives. All right, we're not looking too bad out there. We do have uh, I-10 and uh, East, uh, I-10 East at Pine Forest exits really backed up there for a couple miles from uh, an earlier accident. North Alconies and East Gregory Street downtown, that red light is not functioning properly. Uh, the Pea Ridge uh, Highway 90 connector traffic light will be undergoing repairs this morning. Officers should be on the scene directing traffic there. And Highway 87 and I-10, that traffic light will be fully functioning this morning starting at about 10 a.m. If you see anything out they're slowing you down let me know 437-1620 call or text our traffic tip line you're listening to news radio 923 informative local dependable thanks so much jake uh, so i mentioned uh, alex arduini who is the third person that uh, was named in the lawsuit to try to you know get back the copies of the things that they still have uh and then to get back, it's so funny give us back the drives that they're on which that there's no even evidence that that belonged to the county to, in the first place it's just such a squirrely lawsuit um, but the interesting thing about Alex Arduini, I mean, you clearly have political motives at play with Jonathan Owens, right, who is a uh, plausible contender against Jeff Bragash for the next election that's coming up next year. Certainly the PNJ, we well know Commissioner Bragash's longstanding hatred for the PNJ. I mean, he's deprived them of funding by taking the public notices section over to the Escambia Sun Press. I don't really have a problem with that. It's lawful, okay? But it was clearly he, and then he celebrated it for like a year. Every time it would come up, where are we publishing those now? Not in the PNJ, okay? Um, which is a deprivation of funding to the PNJ, who he hates because they've taken a position critical of him many times. Um, he celebrates Andy Marlette, you know, leaving the position. He even, oh my God, I again, I try not to read his blog, but I happened to see it yesterday because I was reading on something else actually celebrates that Andy Marlette is being um, less syndicated with his uh, Grits cartoon. What is, I mean, good Lord, man. Anyway, so longstanding hatred of the PNJ and doesn't like the stuff that they published about him, uh, which I understand. I mean, the PNJ is critical, you know, but that is their job. Uh, doesn't much like me, by the way, in case that also hasn't been obvious to anybody. Uh, so, but Alex Arduini is an interesting case because... There's no evidence that he has these text messages. There was one squirrely comment on a Facebook post that didn't even say that exactly, and now they're going after him. But put this in the just background, okay? Put this into your consideration bag. Alex Arduini's uh, interesting note, uh, as a citizen, he's like, you know, makes public records requests and asks for things, and um, he, he was the first person that I know of that publicized the attempt by Stephen Barry a couple of years ago to vote to pay himself $250,000 of back compensation for not opting into the 401A, which he blamed the county for not explaining to him, even though there is a document with his signature on it showing all the options and that he opted for the, uh, you know, the public retirement system instead of this other option. But remember, he and Lumen May tried to get $250,000 in back pay over that. And eventually this all came to light and it got stopped. They didn't actually vote on it. But Alex was the first person to publicize that. So is this, a couple years later, retaliation against him for that? It's worth the question. He also has put in public records requests for all the text messages between David Bear and the county commissioners and was told that they didn't exist or didn't have them or couldn't get them or whatever. And apparently recently now there's been a little bit more cooperation on that front. So, you know, I, I don't know if it's retaliation for that, but it's kind of an interesting one person to single out over all this, don't you think?
822 on News Radio 923. The question is when I would expect the PNJ wins this lawsuit against the county, will the county also abandon the similar lawsuits against Jonathan and um, and Alex? Time will tell. Your public officials at work. 822 on News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. Join Travis Thompson with Climate Tech of Professional Air, an American standard heating and air conditioning independent customer care dealer in the Pensacola area on the Pensacola Expert Panel tomorrow at 930. Join in as Travis discusses how you can lower your energy bill and create a healthy, comfortable home. Join him tomorrow morning at 930 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. My dad has a cold, but also has high blood pressure. That's why I got him Vicks DayQuil High Blood Pressure for max strength daytime relief. Unlike some ordinary cold medicines, it's specially formulated for people like my dad. DayQuil High Blood Pressure is sugar-free, alcohol-free, and decongestant-free. Vicks DayQuil High Blood Pressure. The daytime, non-drowsy, coughing, aching, fever, sore throat, cold and flu for people with high blood pressure. Like my dad. Medicine. Use it directed. Hey, Escambia. Today, ECUA is talking trash. Specifically, bulk waste. July 1st, 2023, bulk service changed to call for pickup. Schedule a pickup by calling the ECUA Customer Service Department anytime before 2 p.m. on the day prior to your normal pickup day. Bulk pickup is still included at no additional charge. Schedule a free bulk waste or special pickup for construction debris for an additional fee. Call customer service at 850-476-0480. More information at ecua.fl.gov. Know what to throw, 850 850- Hi, I'm Terrence A. Gross. As many of you know, I am a local board-certified personal injury lawyer, and I have practiced in this community for almost 40 years. Our law firm handles only people that have been injured due to the negligence of another. Join me this Wednesday at 1030 on Pep Talk as we discuss all aspects of personal injury law. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. This is Jim Grimes from Southern Media wishing you and your family a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. May your Christmas be filled with joy, love, and laughter. This is Jessica with Pensacola's Kia Autosport wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. From all of us at Duncan McCall Advertising, we want to wish you a wonderful Christmas and a Happy New Year. May your Christmas be filled with joy, love, and laughter. This is Sheila Nichols from Pensacola State College wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Never miss a breaking news story or important weather update again. Download the News Radio Pensacola app and opt in for push notifications. <gasps> Santa's sleigh. You're going to help me make it fly. I thought the magical reindeer made the sleigh fly. And where did the reindeer get their magic from? Christmas spirit. Everybody knows that. Christmas does for us, everything else aside, it makes you slow down a little bit. Because it's a different pace. Christmas is a different pace, and that's a good thing. 
You know, uh, the pace of Christmas music is, uh, I know I play a lot of the rock versions of these songs, but uh, there's something about the pace of hymns that changes you, that is a good thing that we need every once in a while. 826 on News Radio 92.3, Jake's got traffic for us. Jake? Okay, we have an accident on I-10 East at Pine Forest starting to really back up there. It's been there for uh, about an hour now. Uh, North Alconese and East Gregory downtown, that red light is not uh, functioning properly at that intersection. The Pea Ridge Highway 90 connector traffic light will be undergoing repairs this morning. There's an officer on the scene directing traffic at that intersection. And also Highway 87 and I-10, that traffic light will actually be fully functioning this morning starting at around 10 a.m. Otherwise, Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre looking good. Highway 90 coming out of Milton into Pace, uh, you're looking good there as well. Uh, and Highway 29 south through Cantonment, no major delays this morning. If you have traffic info to report, let us know, 437-1620. This report is brought to you by Executive Landscaping. Celebrating 40 years in business on the Gulf Coast, call us today for all your commercial and premium landscape needs. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, and dependable. Thanks so much, Jake. Uh, one more thought just on this. Uh, I got a text in from somebody kind of repeating, saying the same thing that I had been saying all along with these text messages is, what's the public interest in this? You know, if they're text messages of Commissioner Bergash's private life, then that's his interest, right? If they are text messages uh, about um, some medical records or something related to employees of his, I guess is kind of the allegation. Um, again, that's his private business or the business owner or the people, uh, but that's not the county, you know. Uh, it's his personal cell phone. And if the, if the issue is that the public records are on there, well, that's public records. And also, it's kind of because he keeps making the claim that the records have all been distorted and changed. Um, if they've been distorted and changed, then what is the interest of the county in getting them back? They're false. And if they're true, then they're public records. And what's the interest in the county? I mean, it's like there's no logical way any of this makes sense. It's, uh, it's such a fascinating exercise. Uh, David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines. David? A Delta flight with hundreds of passengers on it had to be diverted to Happy Valley Goose Bay in Newfoundland this week, and uh, they spent a night in a military barracks after mechanical problems with their plane. We were all kind of anxious, and when we asked the cabin crew for information, nobody had the right information. That's uh, Sheikha Joshi. She was on the plane. They were apparently headed for Detroit and had issues with their de-icing equipment. Eventually, uh, they were able to reroute another flight to pick him up. Former President Trump's New York civil fraud trial could see its last day of testimony today. Uh, yesterday, the defense rested its case with an uh, NYU accounting professor as the final witness. The uh, trial will recess after today until the new year. And Larry Doby will be honored with the Congressional Gold Medal during a ceremony today at the U.S. Capitol. Doby was the uh, first black baseball player that competed in the American League in 1947. Also the second black baseball player in the major league. Oh, very good. I appreciate that, David. Thanks so much for the update. If you're uh, trying to figure out where to go for your Christmas shopping, for your good, you know, you're difficult to get for people, go to Pensacola Hardware. Look, I know you think of them as a place where you go to get tools and equipment and repairs and advice on how to use the tools and equipment and repairs, um, but they are also a great source of gifts. The front, like, I don't know, fifth or fourth or so of the store is all housewares. It's all gumbo pots and knives and, you know, cookware and uh, grills and Yeti merchandise and, you know, SEC and ACC merchandise. Like, it's all kinds of really cool gifts that you probably can't find too many other places. The kind of place you're going to go and you're like, oh! <gasps> This is amazing. Well, that's what I'm talking about. So uh, go there for your gift-giving needs. It's, like I said, in the very front of the store. You really can't miss it. Uh, Pensacola Hardware right downtown at 20 East Gregory Street. What do you have coming up, David? Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. 
The president's son, Hunter Biden, scheduled to be giving a closed-door deposition for the House Oversight Committee investigating his and Biden family business deals this morning. Last month, Hunter's lawyers offered to have Hunter testify publicly. Republicans say they are open to doing that, just not today. They want to take this deposition first. Axios writing, quote, in private, no issue is more likely to anger or sadden President Biden than attacks on his son, Hunter, according to people close to the president who have seen his mood shift when there's bad news about Hunter. Fox's Mark Meredith at the White House. The president meets today with families of hostages taken from Israel by Hamas terrorists in Gaza in October. We don't know exactly how many families or which specific families, but it is the first in-person meeting of its kind. Yesterday, President Biden told donors that Israel is starting to lose support by indiscriminate bombing. Fox's Trey Yingst in southern Israel. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning. 831 at News Radio 92, 44 degrees. It is partly cloudy right now in Pensacola. The former fire chief of Baker expected to take the stand today in his murder trial. Prosecutors say 53-year-old Brian Easterling killed his former friend and Pensacola business owner Michael Evers in his body shop back in June of last year. This defendant pulled the trigger on that gun and fired a bullet that went into the skull and into the brain of an unsuspecting Michael Evers. Channel 3 was in the courtroom as prosecutors made their case yesterday. The uh, fatal shooting reportedly stemmed from a dispute over $25,000. That trial again continuing today. With the state legislative session now just a month away, both uh, leaders from the city of Pensacola and Baptist Hospital are negotiating on a letter of intent for the old Baptist campus downtown. Uh, rather than a full property donation agreement, Mayor D.C. Reeves says that gives both parties a chance to determine any unanswered questions that remain, such as possible environmental issues with the facility. To be honest, it's not fair to Baptist or to the city to think that we would have all of those all completely figured out uh, by the time we would need to in terms of the, how it pertains to the legislative session. That being said, if we had to enter into a donation request today, we would ask that the city be indemnified uh, because there hasn't been enough time. Reeves says it'll also keep the taxpayers off the hook for potential unknown costs and in the event they weren't able to secure enough funding to demolish the property. Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody is launching an investigation into the college football playoff committee to see if they may have violated laws by leaving Florida State out of the football play, college football playoffs this year. The NCAA conferences and the college football playoff selection committee are subject to antitrust laws. We are launching an investigation to examine if the committee was involved in any anti-competitive conduct in its unprecedented decision. Florida State was left out of the uh, college football playoffs despite having an undefeated season and winning the ACC championship. And Moody says she's now sent a subpoena to the selection committee demanding all of their communications related to the decision. Documents showing how the committee, committee members were compensated and uh, also vote tallies on the selection process. A Florida high school being fined for allowing a transgender student to play on their girls volleyball team. Monarch High in Fort Lauderdale has now been fined over $16,000, also hit with a year of administrative probation for violating the state's Fairness in Women's Sports Act. Uh, the state says the school allowed a biological male to play on the team. State Education Commissioner Manny Diaz Jr. posted on social media applauding the swift actions. 
And uh, the Federal Reserve today holding its final meeting of the year in South Florida. Experts say they're not expecting any more rate hikes. So even if they're done raising rates, they're not going to say as much uh, and they're not going to give any kind of hints about when they may begin cutting interest rates, uh, reiterating the fact that rates are going to stay high for some period before they start to, to, to cut them later down the road. Bank rates Greg McBride says even if the rates don't go up or they could be cut next year, the best advice is to start paying down debt now. It is 835 at News Radio. Let's get a look at our traffic on the fives with Jake. Well, we have an accident, I-10 eastbound at Pine Forest Road. Uh, that's starting to really back up. Um, North Alkanes and East Gregory Street downtown, that red light is not functioning properly at that intersection. Also, uh, talking about intersections and traffic lights, we've got the Pea Ridge Highway 90 connector traffic light that'll be undergoing repairs this morning. There will be an officer on scene directing traffic through there. Also, Highway 87 and I-10, that traffic light is going to be fully functioning starting this morning around 10 a.m. This traffic report is brought to you by Jackson Hewitt Tax Services, home of the Money Today Guarantee. Tax refund advance loans at Jackson Hewitt starting December 11th. Early refund advance offered to eligible clients. Application required. Finance charge applies. Loans by Republic Bank. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. If you see anything out there and you have traffic info to report, let us know on our traffic tip line. Call or text 437-1620. You're listening to News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. We are going to be seeing a cooler day today with temperatures around 62 degrees for your high, mostly sunny skies. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 45 degrees. For Thursday, 10% chance of a straight shower, otherwise mostly sunny. We will have highs reaching near 62 degrees. Breezy conditions moving in throughout the day. Thursday night, temperatures dropping near 47 degrees. For your Friday, mostly sunny skies, high near 63. And Friday night, temperatures dropping near 52. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. 49 in Pensacola, 47 in Golf Breeze, 48 in Milton. Your money now. This morning, the markets are up at the opening bell. Uh, not up a lot, though. The S&P 500 up 547 at 46, 49, 17. NASDAQ up 58, 28 at 14, 591, 68. The Dow is uh, actually down right at the moment. Uh, down 11, 15 at 36, 566, 79. Uh, bond rates, 10-year bond rates down slightly at 4.16%. Gold prices up 390 today at 1,997.10. Uh, silver price is down about nine cents at 22.93 right now. And uh, Bitcoin up 205.12 this morning at 41.376.55. Federal Reserve will be announcing its decision on interest rates Later today, it'll be the final decision they make for 2023. Most analysts are predicting a continued pause on rate increases. Today's announcement comes a day after new consumer price numbers showed a slight bump in inflation. Tesla's released a video of its new humanoid robot. CEO Elon Musk shared a short video on X Tuesday night that demonstrated Tesla's Optimus Gen 2 robot. The updated version appears more human. The video shows the robot moving its neck, fingers, and hands more like a human. And in the end, the robot did a little dance. The trade group behind the popular video game Expo E3 says that event is shutting down. The Entertainment Software Association announced on Tuesday they're bringing the Electronic Entertainment Expo to a close. The uh, video game showcase that was once attended by the biggest names in the industry launched in 1995. This decision comes after the event planned this year was canceled in March. Uh, it is 8.38. Our next news at 9 and breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3.
Is your house making you sick? Learn about the hazards lurking in your home that can affect your health due to high humidity levels and excess moisture. High humidity levels and excess moisture inside the home are the leading cause of insect infestation, mold, mildew, musty odors, and fungi, which can result in making you sick. Condensations on windows and vents, blistering or peeling paint, and cupping of hardwood floors are all signs of high humidity levels and excess moisture. Learn more today at 9 on Pep Talk with Lisa Murphy from Southern Climate Solutions. You love your car or truck, right? We love it too. This is Mike Ryan at Mike Ryan's Truck and Auto Accessories. For a cooler summer and protections from harmful UV rays, we'll tint the windows. For safety and security, we have alarms, backup cameras, and dash cams. And for the most beautiful vehicle on the block, our full detailing service will make it look brand new. We have so many custom accessories, it's impossible to list them all here. So come see us at Mike Ryan's Truck and Auto Accessories on Industrial Boulevard at W Street, just north of Marcus Point Baptist Church. Hi, this is Tom Bodette from Manger 6. We know you've been traveling a lot this holiday season and you've probably been told there's no room at the inn. Well, that's just not the case here at Manger 6. This is Jeff Wayne, General Sales Manager, wishing you a very Merry Christmas and a super Happy New Year. Hi, I'm Morgan, Promotion Assistant for Cat Country, wishing you a Happy Holidays and a Merry Christmas. This is Tom Bodette from Manger 6 reminding you there's always room at this inn. We'll even leave a star out for you. Everybody was kung fu fighting. <laughs> I admire your deductive processes. Ooh, yeah. Um, I'm going to have to go ahead and sort of disagree with you there. <gasps> Idiot. Food fight! Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye. Just been informed by my mom that there are two ways people shower, and we just realized that we both do the opposite thing. So when I shower, the shower head is behind me, so the water is like on my hair and down my back. Of course, I'll turn around occasionally and like, you know, move around, but she showers primarily facing the shower head, so the water like hits her in the face and down her body. And she's shocked that I do the opposite, and I'm shocked that she does the opposite. I feel like the normal way to shower is with the shower head behind you, and you're facing that way. Is anyone else surprised by this? <laughs> is anyone else surprised by this? This is a, a TikToker, and uh, like often happens, um, I don't often go on TikTok, but when I do, I don't get smarter. Nevertheless, <laughs> she continued. It's all started when I was asking her for her advice because we're redoing our shower. I was like, where should I put the shower bench? Should I put it facing this wall or should I put it on the other wall? And she was like, don't you want the shower bench behind you so you can like put your leg up while you're showering? I'm like, no, how would that work? Why would I want it behind me? Then I would just, anyway, this is what led us to realize we shower in two different ways. And I don't know why I'm having like an epiphany. <laughs> First of all, it's, it's not what epiphany means, <laughs> but okay, you know, whatever. Uh, again, like I said, I didn't get smarter by going on TikTok, but I did find good show prep. Uh, so here we are, 437-1620, Text me, call me, tell me, which way do you face when you're taking a shower? And I don't want to get into the whole conversation about showers or baths. You know, I don't need to know whether you make human soup or whether you, you know, clean off like a normal person. Uh, I just want to know whether you face the shower head like Mayor D.C. Reeves told us he does uh, because he wants to wake up or whether you face away from it like, um, let's just imagine most adults, normal people who were not raised in um, difficult circumstances. Uh, Jake, are you 
facing the shower head or are you facing away from the shower head? Okay, well, I'm going to throw a wrench in this little plan. Please I, don't I, tell um, me you go sideways. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I do the I do the lazy Susan. So I, I'm kind of constantly <laughs> always turning like a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> I just never stop moving. I'm constantly spinning. So you're just spinning. You're, you're dervishly whirling. Yeah. Is that what you're I'm telling me? I'm washing it all. Uh, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> awesome. 4, 3, 7, 16, 20. Oh, my God. The comments on, on the TikTok were pretty hilarious. I rotate continuously like a kebab. Uh, that's how they say it in Britain. <laughs> kebab. Uh, water facers unite. Uh, facing the water is unhinged. Uh, the girl said that like a rotisserie chicken, she's so right, you move around in there. Um, <laughs> I do the Jake. I like that. <laughs> Four, three, seven, sixteen, twenty. All right, let's get to some of these texts because I, I listen. I to my to my way. Okay, um, back to the shower because it's not in your eyes. I mean, if you're at like a hotel where it's low, you know how hotels notoriously yeah. they want to shower off your your chest instead of your face. Um, I might then maybe. But and it's so annoying that you got to like bend over to get your face under it anyway. Um, but typically, no, just you know, rains off of your back. That's like a kind of a normal thing, unless you have one of those overhead like rainfall style showers, which are really kind of cool. But that's not how most people have it. Um, and then you just turn around when you need to to rinse the front. But yeah, I don't I don't subject myself to voluntary waterboarding, which is what I think facing the shower head winds up being. Four or three. I mean, it's like if I'm if I'm got a cold and I'm trying to do the humid hot water, then face in it. But that's for like medical reasons not for like normal practice four three seven sixteen twenty and i was the same i was like oh my god people face the other way what's weird um somebody says i face a shower head i stand back a little so it's not hitting me in the face the entire time uh let's see somebody else says i face away but turn around to you know rinse the front uh, obviously um face away i don't like drowning Good one. Uh, somebody says, definitely a lazy Susan. That means they're on Team Jake with this mm-hmm. one. Uh, somebody says, I do the Jake. <laughs> That's it. great. Four three seven, sixteen twenty. Do you face the shower or do you face away from the shower when you are showering? Uh, somebody here says, I face the shower as I use a chair. Okay, no, that's fair. Uh, somebody says, um, but you wish you'd go the other way, I bet. Uh, unless doing a daily ice bath, got to face the shower to keep warm and keep shampoo from running down into your... Wait, what? Uh, okay, so let me think about this. So, shampoo, yeah, yeah, you face it when you shampoo after when you're rinsing off the shampoo. That's true. You do you do face it when you're rinsing off. You don't typically go the other way because you'd have to do the back bend like you're at the barber shop or something. I do the back the- bend. I can't I can't wash the shampoo over my face. Really? I freak out. Yeah, you I do freak a out. back bend to get your hair. I do. Wow. I do. Yeah, that's an image. Four, three, seven, <laughs> sixteen, twenty. <laughs> Lazy Susan with a back bend. <laughs> You're all kinds of like gymnastic act. It's like a your showers are like an aerobic event. I kind of like it. I don't it. get much exercise outside of the shower. Somebody here says I do the stop motion animation version of Jake's Lazy Susan because <laughs> it's pausing here and there for the various things that need to be done. Oh, this is a good text. This is obviously a math person. Thirty-two percent back, forty-one percent front, twenty-seven percent spin. <laughs> oh, and I, I feel like we've we've definitely created a um, a pattern with this one. As a straight male, I find all of this talk too much information. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> uh, let's see. Tammy says I do the back bend for washing my hair, too. Oh, my God. There's the, the one thing that I have learned over the years of doing this frivolous segment is there's nothing so weird that your fellow man doesn't do it. 
<laughs> there really is nothing so nope. weird. Somebody out there is doing the weird, whatever the weird is. Uh, let's see. Uh, if you speaking of showers, if you've got a plumbing issue, uh, you got a leak, a drip, a weird sound. The water temperature is not good enough for you. The the the, the stupid soap is getting in your eyes because you need to have a higher or lower or different kind of whatever. Okay, plumbing stuff. Uh, call Barberry Plumbing. Flat rate pricing by the job, not by the hour. Four seven seven eighty seven eighty two. Be careful what you tell them about yourself. Uh, Jake has got traffic on the fives. <laughs> All right. Um, everybody does a little scratch and sniff. I-10 east <laughs> at Pine Forest. Wow. That just made me think of that, like things that, you know, you just have to admit. Move like, on. That's a human thing. <laughs> I-10 east at Pine Forest starting to back up there from an earlier accident. North Alkanese and East Gregory Street downtown. That red light has been uh, not functioning properly this morning. If anybody has eyes on that one, let me know. 437-1620. And uh, the P Ridge Highway 90 connector traffic light will be undergoing repairs this morning. There's going to be an offer, officer on the scene. And uh, Highway 87 and I-10, that traffic light is actually going to be working uh, starting at 10 a.m. this morning. So use caution. If you have traffic info to report, let me know, 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Yeah, man, that light is more of a, like, you know, for the afternoon drive home, but also for tomorrow morning. Be aware that that's going to be operational tomorrow morning when you're getting ready to go to work. All right, so back to these texts. Oh, my God. Uh, somebody says, I put my face under the shower like a Catholic in need of multiple baptism. <laughs> Somebody else says simply, you're weird. <laughs> I love it. I'll, t- I'll embrace that. That's fine. No worries. Oh, man. I do I do think some of these comments that were actually on the original TikTok and came in subsequent things is, uh, if I face the water, I'm going to drown. I face the water, but it's not like we stand there with it blasting our faces. Face away from the water, except for washing the face, obviously. Um, man, I didn't know people didn't face the water. <laughs> Uh, I face away. What the heck, people? Face the water. Oh, my God. So um, there you go. That's our um, that's our frivolous topic of the day. Um, too many mental pictures probably for most people. But still, it's, you know, just, just, just when you think you've learned everything there is to know about the world. I don't know why I'm having, like, an epiphany. You're not. Uh, <laughs> it's 848 on News Radio 92.3. Uh, speaking of showers, if you're thinking about that next vehicle, <laughs> frontier uh, uh, yeah, you try you, not you don't always succeed you know the good the good thing about failing is you do it fast um frontier motors they got about 300 different cars trucks vans sedans on the lot at any moment they've like big selection lots of different cars in you know low miles one two three years old great prices that's the idea in great condition so they're almost new and the value of that is that in one place you can really comparison shop. You know, you can sample the buffet of cars and try five, six, drive five or six. It's fine. You're going to live with this car a long time. Don't you want to get it right? And then the other thing is um, maybe drive something outside of your range. Like drive something, um, maybe, I mean, you know, drive something you can't afford. I mean, just for fun. Why not? Or drive something that's just like you're going to buy an SUV, but you want to try a truck because you've never driven one before. Try it. You might hate it. You might love it. I don't know. Why not sample it? It doesn't cost you anything. Frontier Motors serving the Pensacola community for more than 25 years, right behind the big buffalo on Beverly Parkway. Be sure to tell them facing the shower is the right way to go. The Volkswagen Sign and Drive event wraps up the year at Pete Moore Imports. And that means with zero down payment, zero due at signing, zero security deposit, and zero first month payment, you can lease the 2024 Volkswagen Atlas, Atlas Cross Sport, Tiguan, or Taos at Pete Moore Imports today. 
It's never been easier to bring a shiny new Volkswagen home for the holidays. All you have to do is just sign your name. There's no down payment, no security deposit, nothing due at signing, and no first month payment. How much easier could it be? Just sign your name and you'll be driving a 2024 Atlas, Atlas Cross Sport, Tiguan, or Taos home today. And as the new year comes to close, Feedmore Imports wishes everyone a very Merry Christmas and a happy holiday season. Feedmore Imports is not in Car City, so you won't pay Car City prices. Speedmore Imports is at 106 New Warrington Road, Pensacola. For highly qualified customers through Volkswagen Credit, zero first month payment up to $900. Offer ends January 2nd, 2024. See dealer for details. Hi, this is Earl Ron. New South Window knows southern weather is unpredictable. And our Energy Star windows and doors will keep the heat in and the cold outside where it belongs. We prioritize keeping your family and your home comfortable all year round. Energy-efficient products made, installed, and guaranteed for life. Get New South Brown. For a limited time only, buy two of our products and get the third free. Visit NewSouthWindow.com to learn more. And we're back with the action. Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever? That's right, Jim. With an irresistible taste and zero sugar, Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any sports fan. So make sure you... Wait, Jim, I didn't mean try it right now. We're still on the air. Mmm, best Coke ever? Take a taste, Jen. Really? No, not right now, Jen. We got a game to call. This is Paul Epstein with Running Wild. Join me today at 10 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. Discover why we at Running Wild are the running and fitness experts in the Pensacola and Fairhope communities specializing in fitting you in the best shoe, apparel, and training for your unique needs. We pride ourselves on serving, training, and encouraging you to reach your goals. So bring your questions today at 10. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Fox News guy Benson gives you the news and brings you the newsmakers every day at 2 on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. I don't care what you do with old Whiskerpuss, but if you go back in there and rule that there's no Santa Claus, you better start looking for that chicken farm right now. Why we won't even be able to put you in the primaries. I wish you one horse open sleigh would come carry me away, but I've been waiting here all day. I'm Attorney General Ashley Moody at Florida State University and Unconquered Statue. Most of you know I'm a lifelong Gator, but I'm also Florida's Attorney General, and I know injustice when I see it. Shockingly, what happened to the undefeated Knowles after winning the ACC championship has college football fans in Florida and across the nation wanting answers. It's justified. What's clear is the need for more information about the unprecedented decision made by a group of 13 in secret that for the first time ever left an undefeated Power Five Conference champion out of the playoff. This stunning decision not only disappointed millions of fans, it cost this university and the ACC millions of dollars. Yeah, dollars, recruiting, transfers, all of that. Ashley Moody, the Attorney General for the state of Florida, says that she is opening an investigation of the CFP because... They are subject to antitrust laws like anybody else is. As it stands, the committee's decision reeks of partiality, picking winners in the boardroom and not on the field. So we are demanding answers. 
not only for FSU, but for all schools, teams, and fans of college football. Yeah, how did this happen? Why did this happen? Although she even acknowledges later on that it's not likely to solve anything for right now. Uh, but I, I, I have a tiny little door crack of optimism about that. I'll explain in just a second. But she says... We sent a subpoena to the committee demanding all communications related to the deliberations, documents showing compensation of members, and vote tallies, including who received access to those votes, who was present during the voting. We are also seeking information about software or programs used to record or tally votes. Like election fraud kind of stuff. Interesting. Um, so she says, you know, this won't solve anything for now, uh, but it might for future years. And she says, I have faith in our antitrust division to get to the bottom of the matter and take appropriate action if warranted. In Florida, merit matters. And if it's attention they were looking for, the CFP committee certainly has our attention now. That's, that's like my favorite almost threat I've ever heard from Ashley Moody. You have our attention now. Because she, she says it with such a smile. She's such a sweetheart in like her demeanor. But, you know, she's pretty firm and she was a judge and she knows how to get things done. So um, what, what could happen from this? Well, I've said this from the beginning of when all this kind of happened that – it's a, it's a terrible decision. It's a te it's a debacle. It's an embarrassment for CFP and college football. It's a frustration for fans everywhere. Not just not just Florida State fans. Obviously, I'm not a Florida State fan at all. Um, but this is ridiculous, and we've talked about this quite a bit. But you know, here's the thing: is um, they could remedy it. They probably can't remedy it by saying that Alabama is not in, and Florida State is in. I mean, that would have been the right choice. Uh, they probably, but they could remedy it by saying, you know what, we heard you, and we're going to change the structure. Now, the problem is that the changing of the structure involves changing a lot of things because Michigan and Washington are both Indian, okay? Um, but what you could do is you could say, you know, Michigan and Washington are going to be the second round, and the first round is going to be two play-in games. Basically, you could have Georgia and FSU, um, and then you could have, you know, uh, Texas and Alabama. That's how you could do it, okay, theoretically. You could, but I don't think it's likely to happen. I, very unlikely. But if it is going to happen the threat of a lawsuit investigation and all of this might be just a little bit of the pressure because how else do you push back is the problem, right? How else do you really push back against something like this? So I'm not optimistic much is going to happen, but maybe, possibly, we'll see. 856, on, by the way, there is also a good concern. I think this is a fair concern that um, you don't want to get in the habit of we don't like how the playoffs got formed and so we're going to create a lawsuit. I, you know, you don't want to be like Team 69 coming in after the NCAA. I mean, that kind of, I get it. I get that concern as well. But this is such an outrageous particular example. It really is the kind of thing where we all suspect it's just based on money. It's not based on sports. And it's such a violation of the idea of sports. I'll tell you about that in, more in just a second. Jake's got traffic on the fives. Well, uh, we're looking really good out there uh, this morning. Just uh, school zones and traffic lights slowing us down a little bit in certain areas. A couple to tell you about North Alkanese and East Gregory Street downtown. That red light is blinking. Uh, so just use caution getting through that intersection until they get it operating. The P Ridge Highway 90 connector, that traffic light will be undergoing repairs this morning. There's going to be an officer on the scene directing traffic there. And Highway 87 and I-10, that traffic light is going to be fully functioning starting this morning at 10 a.m. If you see anything out there, let us know. Our traffic tip line is 437-1620. You're listening to News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. If you're thinking about buying or selling a home, Christina Leavenworth is a great resource, wonderful professional resource to help you do that the best way it can be done. Get the best price, 
buying or selling in a quick time frame with, you know, like I said, expert advice on all the little things you might not realize will facilitate that process and give you the best result economically you want. Plus, just give you a good sense of what to expect. You know, selling three, uh, 230 homes last year, she knows what you can expect. She knows what the market's doing, where it's shifting, how it's shifting, at what price point, what location, all of that stuff, and really can give you, like I said, outstanding guidance, especially if you're a first-time uh, buyer. That is, man, that is a sweet spot to be able to use her in that kind of position. 723-9158 for Christina Leavenworth and her team at Leaven Rinky Realty. I think I might be able to get this in really quick if I read a little bit fast, but I have not read this on the air. something I put up on Facebook. Um... You know what? I don't. And I would have to rush it. It's worth reading in its entire. Maybe tomorrow we'll talk about this. But um, I think that this CFP debacle with FSU has really hit on a nerve about why we watch sports. And what they did is way worse than just taking away FSU's opportunity. It's If you think about it this way, FSU fans at the beginning of the season maybe didn't have very much hope because it's been kind of that way for several years. And then all of a sudden they got this team. And they're hoping and they're hoping and they're winning. They're doing great. And then they lose their star quarterback. But they're still winning and hoping against hope that they can stay undefeated and make it in the college football playoff, even without him. And then that gets ripped away from them when they get there. Like, that's why you watch sports is that kind of stuff. And the CFP said, no, we don't care. We don't care. A59 News Radio 92.3. Quick future news here. Will the uh, Gannett win the anti-slap suit against uh, Escambia County? Uh, uh, yes. Oh, yeah. No, they're going to win this handily. Will it also mean a dismissal of the uh, suits against Alex Arduini and Jonathan Owens? Uh, yes. I hope so, but we'll see. Uh, CFP lawsuit, will anything change? No. Yeah, I also don't think so. Uh, I-10, will it be a toll? No. Uh, it's They want it really badly. I would love to see Rick Scott step in. He said he's going to look into it, and he's offended by the idea. Let's hope that comes through. 1620 News Radio 92.3. WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.